one microphone. Three people who talk too much. A race against time. This. Nick, what are you doing? <clears throat> Get out. Why do you never knock? Why are you naked? Doesn't matter. She is unbelievable. <clears throat> this. <clears throat> well, she's ruined it now. This is the Unbelievable Scenes podcast. Roll the intro. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the official first episode of the Unbelievable Scenes podcast. My name is Nick Clay. I'm your host for this evening, and I am joined today by... Joe Barlow. And... Miriam Wareham. And this will be the usual ragtag clan for this podcast. Uh, occasionally we'll have some guests, but these, this is the usual suspect. So welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to episode one. Do you want to build a podcast? For fear of Frozen's lawyers coming down on me like an ice pick, I will <laughs> refrain from singing. Um, for those of you who did not hear our pilot episode of Unbelievable Scenes, this is the podcast where we take three random categories, a genre, a random word, and a character name, and we attempt to create uh, crazy pitches for movies which will... Uh, Never see the light of day in cinema, but hopefully will be entertaining for you guys. So, Mim, Joe, are you ready for the first official round of Unbelievable Scenes? This is round one. Let the games begin. Um, yeah, I'm so, so ready. Bring it. I'm not sure I am ready, if I'm <laughs> honest, but it hit me. Well, tough. Uh, as the host, uh, I have selected the genre, which will be action. And the character name I've selected for you, I did randomise this, uh, Niall Buxton. Niall Buxton. Indeed. That's a, that's a male, that is. That is. <laughs> indeed, Mim. Uh, and ironically, the random word I've selected, I've gone easy for the first time. Random word which must be in the title, woman. <laughs> of course. I'm not sure that's actually as easy as you might think. Yeah. So there are your three categories, guys. The genre is action. Niall Buxton is the character, and the random word in the title is woman. You now have ten minutes to come up with your pitches for your films, and then you will deliver back to me what you have come up with, and we will see who takes round one. Okay, so ten minutes, safe to say, goes a lot faster when you're under pressure. Um, Mim, how did you find that? Your first ever attempt, has to be said. <laughs> I mean... I spent most of my time with my head on my notepad, struggling, and not going to lie, the other half of the time wanting to hurl something at Joe because he was looking ridiculously smug with all of his ideas. I mean, there's only really one idea, and Nick gave me four of the words for it. Oh, well, that's... I would, some would say, then. That is cheating, Joe. I mean, it was action, Niall Buxton and woman, <laughs> so you got exactly the same clues. Yeah, fair point. Fair point there. <laughs> <laughs> Solid rebuttal, Nick. <laughs> <laughs> right, let's get this show on the road. Joe, as you're so smug and have so many yeah, ideas. I'm not smug. <laughs> you, you so are. Off you go, Joe. Take it away. Okay, so the title of my film didn't go very far. The Wrong Woman. <laughs> there um, we go. Yeah, okay, right, so... Uh, Niall Buxton is a hard-hitting, go-getting maverick cop who is particularly in the habit of investigating jewel thieves. There seems to be... I haven't worked out where this is going to be, but there's an awful lot of jewel theft. (laughs) But in his most recent jewel thievery case, 
he goes undercover to find out who stole this enormous diamond. I don't have an exact size for you, but think fairly large. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, fairly large. Okay. I've got a perfect, perfect picture image. in my head. Um, I mean, fairly large for a diamond. An oyster. Think oyster sized. Now, fairly large diamond. <laughs> here's a fairly large diamond. A smaller end of oyster. <laughs> the low end of oyster, large end of muscle. Is that what we're going for? Yes. Yeah. Somewhere around there. Um, now, in doing in doing this uh, particular bit of undercover jewel thief investigating, he gets really stuck and he can't find the jewel thief and he's getting really unhappy. And then suddenly one day he's chasing somebody and he accidentally comes across someone else who's chasing this person, haven't quite figured out the details of the chase, but she's called Marianne Leader. Now, he's met Marianne Leader, and um, turns out she has all this really good information on where the, the, the jewel thief might be and who it might be, because she's a spy, and she's been investigating this for ages. Um, so they go and do lots of spy and cop stuff, like they attend swanky parties and uh, sit in transit vans and... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the two ends of the spectrum of spying <laughs> yeah. and anyway. investigating. So they then find the thief, Winona G. Chase. Cracking name. Great, <laughs> a good name. A lot of effort went into this name, as you will find out later. So anyway, they find out she's clearly, clearly the thief. They find the um, shellfish-sized diamond um, <laughs> at her at her home, and then Buxton arrests her and sends her to prison. Um, obviously, there's there's like an element of trial as well. He doesn't just send her straight to prison. Um, uh, only then, uh, when he's sat, he's at home, job well done. He's cracked open the scotch. He notices he has her business card um, because she's also a jewel dealer. That's why she has a business card. And when he's looking at the business card, he notices her initials: W G Chase. Marianne Leader had led him on a wild goose chase. <laughs> And this is why she framed WG Chase for this incredible joke that I spent ages working on. So, yeah, that's my film. Niall Buxton is going to be played by Colin Farrell. Who else? Uh, oh, Marianne actors. Leader is going to be played by Scarlett Johansson. And WG Chase is going to be played by Rachel Weiss. I like it. I like it. A lot of thought went into that. There was a lot of um, witty wordplay. And all in all, all in all, a a solid pitch. Mim. Hello. Okay. I'm not going to lie to you. I've come up with a name and uh, I'm not sure my plot fits the name, but we're going to go with it. Okay. Going to go with it, chaps. So, Woman or Not is the name of my action thriller (laughs) (laughs) involving Niall Buxton, or, or should I say, Sasha Niall Buxton. Niall Buxton is a female. A butch-looking 47-year-old woman. <laughs> Noel Buxton is what she goes by so that she can play Santa at Christmas because every year has to look into the crime of the stolen golden Christmas tree. And she is looking into this crime because she's trying to protect her brother who has been falsely imprisoned for stealing this golden Christmas tree from... A big shop. I haven't decided which one yet. It's a big department store, but I've not decided which one. So this is that's the solid plot of my story. She's a. It's it works through her uncovering clues, trying to work out who got the Christmas tree instead of her brother. It's succinct. Um, 
Who's going to play Sasha Buxton? Sasha Niall Buxton, I should say. I'm thinking someone of the build of the person who plays Beast from Glee. <laughs> Maybe even Beast from Glee. I was going to say, why? Let's go why, with her. Why not? She's an actress. Doesn't just have to be the build of that person. Yeah, and uh, um, her brother is going to be played by um, Orlando Bloom. Jesus, the family resemblance does not run deep. <laughs> yep. It's a strong opening from both of you. Uh, That's not lying, Nick. Don't lie, come on now. All to be revealed later, the winner of the episode. Okay, so now we come to a round I like to call I Wish I Could Switch Places With You For Just One Day. Obviously, an homage to the Freaky Friday where you, they swap bodies. Uh, so for anyone who hasn't got that really veiled clue, uh, in this round, you guys are going to swap movie premises and you're going to come up with a sequel to the other person's movie. Mim, you have quite a lot to go on based on Joe's pitch, I won't lie to you. Joe, less so, but that's fine. That's what this round is for. Uh, and one thing will change in this round. So host choice. I am going to change the random word in the title. Your new word in any form of the word, flabbergasting. So you can have flabbergasted, flabbergasted, to flabbergast. <laughs> Dude. Okay. So other than that, uh, action movie still, action um, thriller. Niall Buxton, still the lead character. Sequel time. Let's go. So round the second. I wish I could switch places with you for just one day. Was way more inspiring. You had a lot more inspiration I to did. go I, with I had too. a solid starting ground, so it's much better. <laughs> Definitely helps. I was somewhat less inspired for this round. <laughs> right, we don't have to have digs at each other now, like guys. I, let's keep like it, I planned it that way. Let's keep it clean. Mim, you went second last time, so you're going to go first this time. Gladly. The Wrong Woman, flabbergasting turn of events. The film starts with a montage of Niall. He's on the chase. He's searching for Marianne Leader. He's got... You know those walls where they've got pictures up and like red string going between various pictures. There's post-it notes. There's like CCTV clips that he's watching over and over again. And he's just, he's, you know, he's on the chase. And he's, it's become somewhat of an obsession for Niall to, to catch Marianne Leader, tracking her every move. He's, he's hot on her tail and he's close. But he's not quite close enough. And it's at a point of admiration that she, uh, she just keeps escaping him. Let's skip forward quite a lot into the movie. We're about halfway <laughs> through now. There, there's a section after this montage at the beginning. There's a section of stuff that happens that I've not decided yet what it will be. Um, but so we, we move forward to a point, some may say a turning point for Niall. I'm not going to lie, one of the first images that came to my head when um, I was working on this idea was um, Niall and Marianne Leader on top of a train fighting. <laughs> like um like James Bond that kind of vibe and I wanted to get it in the film somehow and so this this moment is the turning point for Niall <laughs> it's very um, rare you have one scene in mind and you've got a whole <laughs> film around it well this is what I've done um so this scene is a turning point for Niall it's a crack and fight Marianne is is one up in him every time basically Niall is starting to fall for Marianne so he is fighting with his emotions and his morals because something I should have mentioned is he does go and, met and visit um, Winona G. Chase in prison quite a lot because he feels for her that she's stuck there because of him because he's not caught Marianne Leader yet. 
Um, so there's quite a bond between him and uh, Mary G. No, Winona, Winona G. <laughs> Chase. There's so many names. Um, there's three. <laughs> it's too many. Three too many. Well, two too many. One. No, <laughs> <laughs> um, so he's fighting with his morals between getting the job done, finishing the job, getting justice for uh, Winona G. Or following his heart and, and going for uh, Marianne Leader. And he decides in the end... He actually quite enjoys the wild goose chase. So chooses Marianne for the, the thrill of the chase so we can have the chase forever. And they both got a diamond, which is cracking. So they could, uh, <laughs> they, could go and, um, they could pop off to the Bahamas and live a sweet life. So yeah, what, what is your rebuttal there, Joe? I have the flabbergasting mystery of the golden Easter egg. <laughs> okay, so after releasing her brother... We will call him Matthew, Matthew Buxton, from prison. Um, She becomes hailed for her private investigation work. Um, (laughs) But Sasha gets called from the mayor to come and watch the unveiling of a new festive item. We are a couple of months forward from Christmas now, so this is where the Easter egg comes in. So the mayor has commissioned a golden Easter egg to be revealed at City Hall. And it's going to be revealed by Edwin Balfour, who's going to be played by Patrick Stewart. (laughs) But of course. (laughs) However, when when they stood there, they released the egg. Release the egg? Reveal the egg. (laughs) And it runs away. (laughs) (laughs) This turns into a literal wild goose chase. (laughs) They reveal the egg and all the lights go out. And when the lights come back on again, 30 seconds later, the egg is gone. Mate, how big is this egg? Um, and how quickly can ostrich, someone ostrich play egg. with it? Okay, ostrich-sized. Ostrich uh, not ostrich-sized, ostrich-sized. <laughs> oh, God! <laughs> um, I mean, this is part of the flabbergasting mystery, though, Mim. Of course, don't, okay. don't, don't ruin the flabbergasting mystery with practicalities and logic. Of course. Um, she then teams up with her brother, Matthew, to find out how the egg was stolen after the mayor and Edwin Balfour, they're not the same person, uh, come over to her and say... You're a private investigator who found the Christmas tree. Please, can you help us find the egg? It cost us $10 million to make. That is an expensive egg. <laughs> yes, in hindsight, that might have been a lot. Um, anyway, they, they, they do some in, in investigation stuff, and um, Sasha's alter ego, Niall, comes in handy. Um, but this time, she's going to Easter-related events dressed as the Easter bunny. Why would you need to be a man to be the Easter bunny? Because you gave us the main character's name to be Niall, and currently she's just Sasha. <laughs> Sorry about that. I'll allow it. Okay, so they do, do some uh, do, do some sleuthing, some top sleuthing, and they cross tracks with the FBI, who have also been doing some top sleuthing, but not quite as top sleuthing as Sasha and Matthew. And they, they, they eventually find that it's been taken by a group of three, not well, they're not really well known, they're known as the Band of Bunnies, <laughs> due to the horrifying rabbit masks that they wear for their thieving. Oof. So they do that, they hunt down the Band of Bunnies. I don't really know what they do with them, probably arrest them in a very um, Scooby-Doo kind of way. But when it's all returned, they return it, they, they re-reveal the egg, and then suddenly all of the TV screens in the city show up with 19 other eggs, identical eggs, popping up on the market and everyone's left wondering which it's the real egg 
and then it's cut to credits and there is probably some sort of third film in the offing assuming there's enough money to make it yeah. <laughs> you've left it open for a trilogy or more oh god i don't think i could handle more of that <laughs> Solid efforts both. I think, I think round two was definitely more successful than round one. So now round three. And they all lived happily ever after. Or did they? Aww. I'm going to give the choice to Mim. Would you like to swap back or would you like to keep what you've currently got? I'd like to keep, please. So Mim, you will keep hold of uh, Niall Buxton and Marianne Leader. Joe, you're left with the band of bunnies. <laughs> Good luck, mate. So it's now up to you guys. You can either write a prequel, another sequel, or you can write a spin-off, completely unrelated to the third, uh, the first rather. But this time, another category is going to change, and this time it's going to be the genre. And this time, the genre is crime murder mystery. <laughs> Think black and white, LA noir, that kind of thing. The title still has to use the word flabbergasting. <laughs> the character is still Niall Buxton. The genre is now crime murder mystery. So, 10 more minutes on the clock. Good luck, guys. Okay, round the third. Quick fire round. No need to discuss. Joe, kick us off. So, my film is not so much a sequel as it is a spin-off. Uh, it's called uh, To Flabbergast a Bunny. <laughs> and it follows the band of bunnies. So just to link it in with the main series, the band of bunnies are escaping from Sasha and Matthew Buxton, where they're currently locked in a deadly shootout. The bunnies manage to run away and hide in an old mansion owned by Charles Dance. Uh, not actually by Charles Dance, he's obviously playing the character. The character's name is Balthazar Bloom. <laughs> <laughs> now... They're there for a bit. They have a big dinner on a ridiculously long table. Charles Dance is sat at one end, or Balthazar Bloom, as I should say, sat at one end. The three bunnies are down the other end. And they all have a big dinner. They drink lots of wine. They all go to their respective rooms. On night one, the clock strikes one o'clock, bong, and one bunny is murdered, <gasps> which is only found in the morning when they can't find said bunny and they go and knock on the door. I've realised I'm now just using the word bunny. Um, <laughs> I haven't come yeah, up with... Yeah, you should... They're in a mansion with an old man and they're bunnies. <laughs> you should definitely clarify. Um, I haven't come up with names, but we will call this one Edward. So Edward has been murdered in the mansion. Obviously, having just moved into the mansion, well, I say moved in, stayed, been there for a night, and Edward Bunny has been murdered. <laughs> um, the other two bunnies, Luke and Francis, um, run, um, and they get away and they find a motel and they stay in the motel for the night. We get to two o'clock in the morning. The clock goes bong, bong. It's a motel with a bonging clock. It required <laughs> for the It's good that they keep picking um, accommodation with a bonging clock, really. Uh, yeah, you'd be surprised how much accommodation has a bonging clock when the plot requires it. Yes, the clock bongs twice. It's two o'clock. And bunny number two, Francis, is murdered. <gasps> so, obviously, once again, bunny number three, Luke... 
is... <laughs> that you're keeping track. <laughs> ...is utterly terrified. He went to a mansion where he thinks Balthazar Bloom has murdered uh, Edward Bunny. He's then run away with his mate and gone into a motel where he then thinks Balthazar Bloom has murdered Francis Bunny. Um, <laughs> and so he runs away again. I think this time we've now used up two primary accommodations. I'm not sure where he stays, but he stays in a place with a bonging clock. That much is clear. <laughs> it's the important bit. So night three, the clock goes bong, bong, bong. <laughs> three o'clock, because he's the third bunny. I hope you're all following. And he's ready. He's ready for Balthazar Bloom. So he switches on his light and he whips out his revolver, which he's had under his pillow, and he sees Balthazar Bloom staggering in with a knife in his back. And as Balthazar Bloom dies, the last thing he lets you know is, it was done by the fox. Um, so then for the last half hour of the movie, because um, I think we can all agree this has gone on long enough, um, <laughs> Luke Bunny decides he's going to try and hunt down this fox that's been killing the rabbits. Again, see, clever. Mm. But it finishes with on... I think we're going to have it happen again at three o'clock in the morning. Another three bongs happen whilst he is in the middle of a cinema and he is shot with a revolver by the fox. We never find out who the fox is. All we see is him fall down at the crucial big clanging noise in the cinema from the film. I know it's three o'clock in the morning, no one is to pick on this, but there's a movie playing <laughs> in the cinema. And <clears throat> the bonging clock was in the film, and that is why there's a bong, because obviously there's no bonging clock in the cinema. <laughs> it would really upset everyone. But the fox shoots him, and he has enough time to turn over and see the fox, and we see the fox go to lift his mask, to reveal to Luke Bunny, but Luke Bunny, sadly, this Luke Bunny's end is not known to us because the screen goes black and we fade to credits, although we can probably presume his fate. Can I just ask, where did Niall Buxton go? It's a spin-off. They were still the lead character, though. Maybe we found the identity <laughs> of the fox. Maybe he's the fox, yeah. <laughs> Glad I wrapped it up for you then. I was about to cost you the episode. <laughs> Clever that you yourself thought of that without any help. I'm a literary mastermind. Well <laughs> done, mate. Well done. Medium. So, film number three, The Flabbergasting Truth, is um, that cracker name I've just come up with right now. Okay, so it starts with a courtroom with a Winona G. Chase up for trial because some evidence has come forth showing that she is innocent. So... Winona is about to be released, released back into the world after uh, she got ditched by Niall, who ran off with Marianne Leader to the Bahamas at the end of the last film. So uh, Winona is free. She's uh, saying farewell to prison. You could say, actually, the moment her feet step out of uh, prison, she's murdered. I'm going with shot. Shot dead. Straight off. Boom. Gone. Winona is out. It's a short, short-lived moment in film three for Winona. Then you cut to Marianne and Niall enjoying the chase in the Bahamas still. Yeah, they're chasing. Who knows what they're chasing, but they're chasing because they love it. And Niall gets news of um, Winona's death, and it's quite tragic for, for our, our old Niall. It kicks him back into his cop mode, 
and he's feeling quite guilty for her because he ditched her and never got justice for her. If he had, maybe she wouldn't be dead right now. Yeah, Niall's back on, on a separate chase. He's on the chase of the mystery of who killed Winona. Now, there were, there were millions that believed Winona was the one that stole the beloved jewel in the first film. You know, maybe they could have been the ones that killed her. Now, Niall does... He, he gets a little suspicious of Marianne, but doesn't, doesn't want to look into it too much because he's so blinded by his love for her and the chase. So, glazes <laughs> over that one quite quickly. <laughs> This is this mystical chase that they're That's on. what makes it so good, Nick, because it's a mystery. It, it's crime murder mystery round, Nick. The mystery being, what are they chasing? <laughs> and what have they been chasing for three films? Well, we know what he was chasing in the first film. It was her. But come on, Nick, keep up. Jeez. So suspicious of Marianne, but pushes it to the side because he loves her. And the chase... He investigates other people. I haven't come up with other people to investigate yet because I spent too much time on other issues. But basically, the brunt of the story is it turns out that uh, Marianne commissioned a hitman. Marianne threatened by Winona, so needed to get her out of the picture because she knew that she was coming out of prison. So I see in your face, Joe, you have many questions. I do have a question. <laughs> Hit me. Why is she threatened by Winona coming out of prison? Well, she has the fact that... Uh, she knows what they're chasing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, she doesn't know what they're chasing, but she knows... No one knows what they're chasing. <laughs> she, she knows that uh, they've that um, Marianne has the jewel. She's got evidence. That's why. There you go. That's better. Marianne is the murderer. And I'm going to go with that Niall does find out and abandons her. And the chase. I feel like it's more sad that he abandons the chase than Marianne. I think it to probably is at this point. He's been chasing for so long. I feel like the key character of this film is the chase. <laughs> this concept of the chase. Good job, guys. Good job. Here's what I'm thinking. Mim is your first ever effort. It was an excellent effort. And with that in mind, I'm gonna score you round two. Because I thought you did a very good job in round two with your taking of Marianne and Niall, and they ran off to continue the chase. I like that. Thank you. On the other hand, I can't ignore that To Flabbergast a Bunny was frankly phenomenal, <laughs> and I'm going to choose that as my standout movie for the week. So, Thank you. Favouritism! <laughs> and based on that, I think also Joe shaded round one. Well, you know. Yeah, we don't need to go too much into that. Joe shaded round one. Yeah. And to Flabbergast the Bunny. As I say, my standout movie for this week. <laughs> Congratulations, Joe. You have won. But of course, the scores don't matter. It's the contributions that count. Mim, thank you very much for being here. I thought you did fantastically for your first ever go. Thank uh, you. It's like the Spirit of Rock Challenge Award. There will be people out there that get that reference, I promise you. We will be back, all three of us next week uh do remember to follow us on instagram where you can get all your updates for the release of the podcast and everything else unbelievable scenes our handle is unbelievable scenes all one word all lowercase thank you very much for joining us i've been your host nick clay i've been joined by joe barlow and miriam wareham and stay tuned for to flabbergast a buddy coming to a theater near you very soon From the makers of Woman or Not, 
and the flabbergasting mystery of the golden easter egg comes the hit new crime thriller. Good evening, gentlemen. Welcome to Bloom Manor. Luke? Francis? Is that you? What? Excellent. The mirror. Hi, we're here for the party. We have whipped cream. This mansion is not for those kind of bunnies. You need number 18. The twist will leave you hopping mad. News on Sunday. I prefer to hunt game, but rabbit will do. 10, 10, 9.5 and 10. Nuts Magazine. Guys, I told you it's not those kind of bunnies. To flabbergast a bunny, you'll need brains in a bunny dance to solve this one.